Welcome to Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is Ike Grande, and if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. Uh, wow. Very, very special guest this week. Um, I'm very, very happy that we were able to, to put this together. Uh, the creator and owner of Humeros TV also happens to be one of the most popular YouTube stars. Digital storyteller, gay guru, Davey Wavy. Davey, how are you? I'm so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so good. I'm so happy that you're here. I absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk with you. Yeah, yeah. So what do you want to, how do you want to get into this? Where do you want to go? You want to go to porn? You want to... Well, you know what? For me, both journeys are so intertwined. It's like, it, it's almost chronologically makes the most sense. Because mm -hmm. I started on YouTube, mm -hmm. as you were saying, 2007. Thanks for reminding all of us. <laughs> 15 fucking years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I started making YouTube videos and I think the irony in it is that like my approach to porn is really similar to how I approached YouTube, which mm -hmm. was like, I wanted to have some sort of message, but like no one wants to be preached at or like, you know, talked to in that way. So it was like package it in a way that's funny or that's sexy, mm -hmm. take your shirt off, like do whatever it is so that it's like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yes. Kind of like dipping the broccoli in chocolate. Yeah. Okay. So that was like, that was the approach on YouTube. And then of course that became the approach with the porn stuff that I create too. And just to really quickly touch on that, because we did go into the YouTube channel, you didn't expect it to become what it became 15 years ago. Oh my God. No, well, like YouTube was just starting. Mm -hmm. So there weren't like YouTubers, there wasn't this prospect of like making a living mm -hmm. from, from YouTube. It was just this platform where people were sharing silly videos of themselves with their webcams. There was no production yeah, value. Yeah. Like you just open your camera, press record. And the videos that I was making were like the books that I was reading. I mean, it was like insanely boring content. And I just thought in 10 or 20 years, like I could look back and see where I was and what was important to me. N never occurred to me that like anyone was going to watch. Mm -hmm. Never occurred to me that this would be like my living at some point. And then uh, YouTube was bought by Google. And so they quickly monetized it. Mm -hmm. We started getting checks from ad revenue. Um, and very quickly I was making more money from YouTube than I was from like my real job. Mm. And pretty early on, I had a couple of videos that really took off. I caught my neighbor masturbating in Toronto yeah. and <laughs> turns out that's something people search for on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my entire career is built on a masturbating neighbor in Toronto. I love it. Never got the chance. To did, I was gonna, did you ever meet him? Never. Really? He was so hot. Too. Oh, he was? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. And you just were like, okay, well, he's he's doing his thing. And you <laughs> picked up a camera. And... I think he was a webcam boy. Okay. Because oh. it was like 4 p.m. every day. He would pull his dick out. And it was not even like he would just jerk off. It was like, you know, like one foot here, one foot here. Mm. Like it was a show. Okay. And I was a couple floors up. And I could see him from my unit. And so four o'clock, you know, set my alarm and go to the window. And I would do like anything to try to get his attention. Like I was like cleaning the windows. <laughs> I think at one point I got like a laser pointer. I was like, look at me, look at me. But nothing, nothing ever came of it. But no. I made a video about it. Yeah. Well, I guess everything came of it. I wonder if you ever saw. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's big enough, right? It was a viral video. It, for the time it yeah. was yeah i got a couple million views yeah. and it was just horny me talking about <laughs> this hot guy that jerks off every day at 4 p.m in in my building yeah so okay so you have this insanely popular youtube channel how what was the transition from because you but you still have your channels you still have the the fitness channel Right. I have my YouTube channel still. I don't do any fitness stuff, but, but the YouTube channel now is primarily like a, almost like a marketing vehicle for the work that we're doing on Himeros. Okay. 
like I'm not really making a lot of videos where when I first started, it was like coming out, how to talk to your family and friends, mm -hmm. but I was in my twenties. Like that's where yeah. I was personally. So that was interesting for me. Now I like, I, like, I just can't <laughs> I just, yeah. like it's been, it's been done. Well, yeah. Yeah. Been. You've, you've approached it. You've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also the stories of people like myself, like have been disproportionately told. And it's like, I don't feel the need to take up like more space in that, mm -hmm. in that world. But as I got into my thirties, what became really interesting for me was sex and sexuality and YouTube. Of course, it's not Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of limitations about what you can show, uh, how you can even talk about things, the noises that you can make. I mean, it's like insanely restrictive. And over the years, it's actually become more and more and more restrictive. It feels like slowly. I mean, there's moments of like, oh, okay, like they make the right decision, but the general trajectory feels like we're becoming the handmaid's tale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's what it feels like. Yeah. So the more I talked about sex, the more I was coming up against these restrictions. And at a certain point it was like, geez, like maybe we should just make like a fucking porn site. And we all kind of just like laughed. And I was like, no, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I really should. And then have like YouTube could cut me off the platform at any point. Like yeah. at least if I own my own platform, if I'm able to create the videos that I want to create as explicit as I want to create them, there's so much freedom in that. And then to charge a subscription for that, it makes it a viable business, you know, strategy. Okay. First, uh, Himeros TV. Yeah. Where did the name come from? Himeros is the Greek God of desire. Mm -hmm. So that's like part of it, but it's also the word him and then Eros. So like male love. Um, and then himeros.com was already taken, obviously. So, so we went for himeros.tv. I wonder who has himeros.com. Did you? Yeah, I have no Look idea. Into that? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're too far in at this point. Yeah, it's just yeah, himeros.tv. Yeah, but there's no turning back. Yeah, I consider you, and I we spoke a little bit off camera, but I consider you because of the fact, and we we talked about how unconventional. Uh, you you ask certain questions because you're not familiar with how certain things work. You're a bit of a porn disruptor in the industry in my eyes because of what i see you know there's definitely big porn and it exists and it's in california well can i just say this like i don't know a lot about okay. like mainstream porn like i know how i know our approach well, what, what was your relationship with porn like before Himeros? i think like a lot of people i use porn not just to get off mm -hmm. but also to learn about gay sex and so like when i was in college and i was watching seancody.com I wasn't tuned into the fact that like, oh, these are two straight guys that are just like bumping their bodies together for money. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's what pleasure looks like. And okay. let me replicate that in the hookups that I have. And I remember this moment of, I think it was like my sophomore year. I just hooked up with my my boyfriend. You know, I was like covered in cum. And he he was like, you know, I want to talk to you because like having sex with you just, it feels a lot like porn. And I was like, oh, you're welcome. I'm like, that's... <laughs> that's awesome. Like what a nice thing to say. And he was like, no, like that's not a compliment. Like it feels very performative. And it took me years to really realize what it was that he was saying, what he was offering there. Um, because I think a lot of people like myself, even though porn is designed to get you off mm -hmm. in a lack of any meaningful sex education, uh, a lack of meaningful conversations about mm -hmm. sex, older people that have gone through it teaching us like none of that really seems to happen in any like meaningful way mm -hmm. people use 
what they see on screen as a template for what they do in their bedroom. So that was that was my relationship with porn, was using it in that way. And so with Himeros, is like, well, if people are using porn in that way, even though it's not designed to teach you about intimacy, pleasure, connection, any of those things, what if we created porn that was still really hot, but that each video had some sort of message or theme that people could apply to the sex that they're having? I, I, I like what you say about sex education because I don't consider porn... Uh, to be any kind of education. Right. I never did. But I also feel like because as gay men, we had a whole generation almost wiped out. I feel like that was always a big factor too. Um, but I also think that studios should have, nobody has the moral responsibility to do it, but I think that it should be out there too. So I, I, I enjoy that about him. I also enjoy that, that that's, that's already in your, in your mind frame. C- can I say one more thing? Yeah, sure, that? sure. Cause it's like, because everyone would be like, well, yeah, I know that porn isn't supposed to be sex education, right? I'm, an, I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. Like, I know enough. Well, how many times do people say, use the word finishing as a synonym for ejaculation? Mm-hmm. It's because every fucking porn ends in an ejaculation. So you have this expectation that, like, what is the bookmark at the end or the, mm-hmm. the bookend at the end of your sexual experience needs to be an ejaculation. It needs to be a Yeah, like, porn has shaped that in us. Our relationship with our boners um, that the only currency of sexual connection is fucking like all these things come from the porn that we consume. Mm-hmm. So like it does shape the way that we interact with each other's bodies and our pleasure. So it's kind of just like acknowledging that and being like, okay, maybe we have a little bit of room to, to, <laughs> to feed ourselves some other things too. Yeah. Kind of widen the perspective. You had mentioned uh, finding, finding your place. You, you've done him. TV has been, you launched four years ago. Yeah, yeah, almost five. And it's been uh, a process, right? You work with a lot of mainstream directors and stuff. Oh, that's another question I wanted to have real quick. How, what is it like getting mainstream directors or talking them into doing um, what they would consider hardcore pornography? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think we have the benefit of framing our content like a little bit differently. It's like, yes, it's porn. And also there's this other layer to it. Like it's about celebrating different bodies. It's about showing actual pleasure, actual connection. What I found is that in working with like mainstream directors, they, the biggest benefit for them is that they learn different tools for telling stories. Even like the cinematographers that we work with, like it gives them more tools in their toolbox Mm -hmm. by filming real authentic sex that they can apply to the other stories that they tell like in the more mainstream world. And initially, um, I'm thinking in particular one of the directors that we've worked with a lot, Matthew Lynn, he has said that like when he is up for a you know, up for a position somewhere, up for a gig, that he he likes to talk about it and actually differentiates him from so many mm. of the other directors that are there. He's like, Yeah, I've done this. And instead of like treating it as yeah. this like little like mm, yeah like, and they're like ooh and they go for him yeah yeah because yeah. like oh well there's a great sex scene in this that we're going to be filming and you have experience filming actual sex like in and and knowing what's entailed there like it it, it actually becomes you know like a benefit it's good yeah, yeah it's a good yeah. thing i have a question about i mean i we kind of answered it but you had said somewhere himeros tv is like porn but better yeah do you have any transgressions or bad feelings towards the gay porn industry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel both ways about that because it, it's it's kind of a marketing tagline. Like yeah. it's like porn, but better. Because I love porn, I really enjoy it, and I don't think every fucking porn needs to teach you something. Mm-hmm. And like, 
sometimes I just want to watch like sketchy sex yeah. and just yeah. jerk off and enjoy it for, for, for what it is. So I don't mean to like make a hierarchy. Because <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just curious. I was like, wow, that's, that's bold, that's but, that's but, bold. It's, yeah. but it's good. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of maybe like production value, like the, the thought that goes into each video, like sure, that is elevated on Hemorrhoos mm-hmm. TV. So it, if, if you want to compare in that perspective, it is better in a way, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. Have you associated or have you been contacted or, um, spoken to anybody in other, in California, for instance, like the bigger, the LA studios, Titan raging stallion. Like, do, do you have a rapport with them or are you just, you know, doing your thing? I think we just do our thing and like okay. fly under the radar. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to be like winning a war. Like it, it's just, I want to create, the content that i'm passionate good. about yeah regardless of how I, I don't need someone else to say oh it's good if i'm proud of it you know that's awesome <laughs> um, i think what was surprising for me was like coming from a background in youtube like the um google would always instill in us a like deep sense of collaboration that like if tyler oakley gets a book deal it's good for me because it like raises all of us up mm-hmm. you know and so we would really celebrate each other's success and like among gay youtubers like we're all kind of in the same community and to really be there for one another Mm -hmm. we'd have these gatherings we'd get together we would um you know like do team building exercises and we really knew one one another in 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 a deep way and then of course i transitioned into porn and i just assumed i'm like well it's also other queer people like creating this content they're really passionate about i'm sure they're gonna be excited that like i'm stepping into this industry and also like bringing in a new audience of people that maybe haven't paid for porn before mm-hmm. and it was the exact opposite it was like like i went to the to the gay vn like expo yeah. and it was just like closed doors closed doors closed yeah. doors like what are you doing this is a, a like a shrinking industry it's really competitive like we're all fighting for like our biggest piece of pizza from the pizza box as possible and i'm <laughs> like well we can make a bigger you. pizza yeah. like yeah. we can order another pizza yeah and there was it was competitive and it was very like ego driven and like I had to give a presentation at, at, at the gay VN about like what, what we're doing or I was invited to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh wow. I've never felt like I've been in a room where people like wanted me to fail before until I, wow. <laughs> until okay. I did that. And I was like, Oh, like this is, yeah. Like it was a lot of ego mm-hmm. and which to me is really just to say that there's a lot of insecurity um, and a lot of pain. Uh, and I also get that if your industry is shrinking year over year, the last thing you want is another person to come in. And who am I, right? Like people have been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years. And I'm like, I'm going to make some gay porn. Like, look how cool our videos are. And they're like, girl, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> I've been doing this since VHS, you know? So yeah. I, I get all of that. I was just surprised. I didn't anticipate it. Mm-hmm. Like I was surprised by that. One of the questions I had, and I, I, I definitely wrote them down and I told you before, you know, you, there's such a vast um, history of you online. I, I, figure, I feel like I had to have a couple of questions down. But in regard to porn, so you say gay men are bored of the same old porn, right? And you kind of answered this already, though, too. Do you think creating another porn site helps? Yeah. So I think they're bored in the sense that, like, you know, there's plenty of of studios where for 20 or 30 years, they've been serving the exact same thing, the exact same way, and like the exact same hotel rooms, two guys that kind of look the same, going through the kissing, the sucking, the rimming, the fucking, the cum shot. And it's like, how many times you need to see that? You know, like, 
if that still is interesting to you, God bless, like, yeah. bless your heart. <laughs> like, that, yeah. that, that's amazing. I'm 38 years old. Like, yeah. that's kind of, at this point, I'm like, I need, I need a little creativity. Yeah. Yeah. And like the sex that I have is like creative and it's interesting and it's dynamic. It doesn't always look the same. It's not always with the same people or in the same places, you know? So like, I wanted to create porn that's worthy of the title gay sex, like something that does a little bit more justice. And um, I don't know, it just is unexpected. I love a porn that, that like maybe it takes you to a place that's like totally unexpected and yet totally delightful. And so, and it means that we take a lot of risks. We swing and sometimes we miss. We Not everything we do is awesome. And sometimes we take people on journeys that are like, you know, like we did a whole series about grief and it was a guy who lost his partner and, um, and it's, he goes through like the, the five stages of grief and, um, and there's parts where there's tears and crying and, like I can just imagine someone like gets home from work and they're like, they pull their pants down, like they get their dick out and they're like, mm, let's see what's on him roast today. And they start jerking off. And then this guy's talking about his like dead partner, you know, and crying yeah. and you're like, well, okay. And you're I like, can make this work. Yeah, you're like using your tears for lube. <laughs> you're like, is this hot? Like, what's going on? So you're, but, you're asking people to expand their their ideas too like i i get what you're saying i there were a couple that i saw that from the standpoint of gay porn or from i what i've learned from the people that i worked under was oh well, no that's not you can't do that you can't do that um i forgot which one it was um for instance like you had a scene that i think was like 12 to 15 minutes long and they didn't start having full-on sex till like the last three minutes <laughs> and i was like wow that's different because yeah. a lot of times you know you're right there is this formula where you kiss you suck dick you rim and then you get right to it you know right. and then you you come right. and i think one of the models didn't come right and, and you're saying like, full-on okay. sex but like maybe the full-on sex is like you're meaning anal penetration but yeah. like it's it's Sometimes I have dinner with someone and it's sex. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. Like it's like kind of expanding like what what we think of as sex. Mm. Like there's plenty of times where you don't want to get fucked and and yet you can have a completely ecstatic experience with someone. We did uh, the video that comes to mind is um it was with Chris Harder and Wesley Woods and um we did it as part of this retreat we did um out in the desert and the first like minute of the video is uh Chris affirming wesley as like the human being that he is and he's like you are so beautiful and so generous with your energy and with your love you are so deserving of touch and affection and he goes on and on for a minute and wesley is just crying like receiving this and it's it's so much easier to look in the mirror and be like you're a piece of shit you know to to, to talk ourselves down than it is to receive someone really affirming us um, and then he proceeds to, he gives him this, he like washes his feet, he anoints his dick with oil and he gives him this hand job and his entire body by the end of it is shaking. His toes are curled. Like there's like, you know, full body orgasmic energy, just like seizing up and down him. And he has this like huge cum shot, you know, they never fuck. Mm -hmm. No one leaves that video thinking like, oh, I wasn't, that, that wasn't worth it. You know, like, yeah. like that's a fucking journey. Yeah, no, you know? I was thinking about that now. When you put re retreats together, right? When you when you have these models with you on retreats, how does it manifest? Like it's it's yeah. how many days, how like, because it's immersive. Right, it is. And we have like a formula that's emerged. Okay. Um, and so it, it takes about a year to plan each shoot. 
Um, so like we're doing the stuff for, for next summer right now, summer 2023. Um, and the first thing is it's like finding a location and usually the locations we find are like a large property that we can all stay at, but that's really remote. So people aren't like going out at night to bars or having grinder hookups. Like it's almost Smart. like, it's almost like summer camp. Like yeah. you're just stuck there yeah. and, and you have no choice because there's nothing else around you, like for better or worse. You know, we did a shoot in the Arctic Circle in, in northern Sweden, and it was at this family's farmhouse that we rented from them. And they knew what we're doing. And, you know, oh, cool. they were like, I, I said to the woman, I was like, are you sure? Because this has been in your family for hundreds of years. And she was like, well, yes, people have had sex in my house before. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we are not in America <laughs> right now. so different. We're so not in America. She's like, yes. Um, so we'll find a place that's really, really remote. And we usually have seven models that go with us um, and then maybe another like seven or eight crew. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the crew will be a sex coach or a tantric instructor or sexologist or um, someone that that has some sort of background, some sort of gay sex expert, Mm -hmm. like if you will, some guru. And um, we'll have an opening kind of as like a retreat would happen, like an opening circle. People can like offer an intention, like share why they're there, uh, what they're excited about. And each day um, after breakfast, that uh, teacher or instructor does a workshop with the models to build connection and intimacy and to give them like the tools that they'll need for the projects that we film that day. And each day we film three videos. Um, and we kind of have to do that because of the cost that's involved. Like we're using, you know, it's like the camera that they film Game of Thrones with yeah. and like the lenses from Handmaid's Tale. And like, it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't get multiple videos a day, then it's just not financially feasible. And that sex coach will work with each pairing of models like throughout the day to get them in the right headspace for their scene. Um, and so, and it's collaborative. So we have these concepts that the sex coach has written, but then he works with the models because on different days, you're going to feel different things. Um, and so the sex that we ultimately get, the idea is that it's very authentic sex. Like it's very real. Uh, it's very alive for mm-hmm. the models. And, yeah, a lot of the times that looks different from, you know. I feel like there were times when I was watching it and a lot of things ran through my head. I thought boutique porn. I thought um, more European in the sense of art films Mm -hmm. that have non-simulated sex. What is it like to have a studio? It it almost, and and another thought, I was like, does he need to make this? He wants to make this. I'm not sure where, where it's going, but I think that we're, we're all, especially behind the scenes, this is a hustler industry. And I just feel like, or hustler mentality too. Does it feel like a hustler mentality to you? Or does it feel like you have more, um, more space or more, you're able to do more and create more? Can you explain what a hustler mentality is? Well, hustler mentality, like a, a rent boy or a rent man, um, you know, I got to do this. And, and this will lead into models, too, because I'm sure you have models that are just like, well, can't I just fuck him and leave? Right. Uh, so that's a hustler mentality. And, and the yeah. industry is, is hustler mentality. I mean, I think California is a little less than that because they want you there for, um, you know, 8 to 12 hours on set. But they're they're still trying to make their money right whereas we're doing four solid days of filming like you're going to be with us for six days like it's a it's almost a week yeah and it it is kind of like a retreat but each person that we work with i interview and so and i say to them i'm like if you want to show up 
and play the pizza boy, you know, or the plumber that's here to unclog your pipes and like get your track and go. Awesome. This is not the studio for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're really interested in like tapping into some real shit, you know, if you want to be authentic and vulnerable on camera, if you're open to that, then like this could be really fun. Because the reality is probably for like 80% of of models, like this is not, this isn't going to be fun. It's not going to be a good fit, you know? So we have to find the right people to, to, to work with. It doesn't feel to me like we're hustling. I mean, it, it's funny because we'll get nominated for like best niche studio. I'm like, well, is it a niche? Like, I guess so. I guess it is. Like, what's what's the niche that we're appealing to? Like, like production. Value? You're relaxed. Yeah. You're you're yeah. happy environment. Our niche is like real sex yeah. that we're enjoying it. But each year we're growing by double digits, and the people who join our site never leave. Like they they the members just keep building, and then they tell their friends. So it's not. I, I guess it'd be inauthentic for me to say I never think about what it is that the audience wants. Um, but I think it's also an audience that's really primed for us to experiment and to do things different. And, and yeah, you know, like sometimes, sometimes the videos don't really land and sometimes we go a little too far. Um, we did a, a like a, a couple of them have been really edgy, um, and, and we'll get some pushback from that, but it's also nice to like, to find those edges. Mm-hmm. Do you know, uh, when a video doesn't land, like, do you feel it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, our comments, the comments that we get on Hammerstein are the smartest fucking like comments. Like people will read us, like they're they're really invested in what okay. we're doing. So like we just did a series in Greece, and it was about um, Greek gods and goddesses. So it was like the archetypes that we as gay men okay. embody. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the interviews you did, um, you were planning for it. Totally. So I think it was like from last year or something. Yeah. So we're like, well, let's go to Greece. Let's let's if we're gonna do Greek gods and goddesses, like fucking, let's go to Greece. So we rented uh, a villa on, on a mountain along the ocean. Um, and the idea is like you would identify these archetypes in yourself or like. Um, and your partners or your fuck buddies and like learn about what it is that that archetype offers, what the balance is, like um, how to nurture that archetype. Uh, and so we filmed, you know, a video on Zeus and, and, and Apollo and Hera and, um, and it was really fun. And, and, and that one landed. So like people were like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Like this is sexy, but it's also like useful. Mm. And then we'll do another video where, we did one that involved like um, some uh, toy weapons. They weren't real, but they looked real. And it was about like the uh, perceptions that we have as gay men are no less harmful than literal weapons. Like the way that we look into the mirror and say, I'm a piece of shit. Like it is a form of violence. And so we were doing a physical, like a literal representation of that on camera. And that was like a step too far. For really? People. Yeah. It was what edgy. kind of weapons? Like a, it was a, a fake handgun. Okay. And like at one point, someone was getting fucked with like a fake handgun, and we found that edge. <laughs> like we found that edge, and it was like you know, it was it was a piece of art. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. that's what it. That's what this. Like it's something you would see in a gallery somewhere, and like and be like, wow. Like even we had a trigger warning. Like people knew what was going to be in the video, so okay. it's not like if if you are the victim of violence, you might be like, yeah, I'm gonna skip this one. You're you're aiming your content towards gay and bisexual men why both because they're big enough um demographics on their own yeah i mean it's just it's people who enjoy watching men have sex so gay bisexual some straight women like it's i mean it's whoever whoever wants to be there like this is here's our offering and 
Um, I, I, I think from a perspective of like gay and bisexual men, but like it's whoever wants to, whoever wants to show up. Have you had uh, women on set? Like, have you done shoot, uh, straight, um, straight films or straight erotic films? So we've had like directors, um, uh, producers, like crew who are female. Um, okay. But we, we haven't shot like straight set because it's just not really our, mm-hmm. I was, our thing. Any, yeah. Yeah. Any interest in it or no? Um, I'd be more interested in shooting, I think, like le- doing what I did with Himeros, but for like a lesbian audience. Oh, I think, okay. I think like lesbian porn for like real lesbians, like yeah. not lesbian porn that's made for straight guys yeah. like, would be really interesting and fun. And it would look va- vastly different than what we do on Himeros. But I think that'd be a little bit fun. But yeah, yeah, w- we'll see. <laughs> I think so too. It's, yeah. it's Every time I think of uh, like when they, oh yeah, lesbian porn, I love that stuff. I'm like, you know, it's not real, right? <laughs> right. And it's, yeah. If you ask a real lesbian porn, like, a lesbian, like what they want to see in porn, it's like, oh, I want to hear like how they met. And I want to hear like the first 10 minutes about their relationship. Yeah. When they moved in Where 15 minutes later. <laughs> you had mentioned this, but uh, Himeros TV, more of a porn collector. Uh, porn collective collaborative when you are on set are you watching everything you're, you're constantly on set right you're you're with them all the time yeah uh you watch your baby kind of like just manifest what does production look like to you pre-production to post for me the most important part is finding like the sex coach that we're gonna work with and i think we probably partnered with a dozen over the over the years and so when we find like a good partnership and of course there's ones that we'll work with, you know, multiple times, it's really finding what is alive for that person. So um, we recently worked with uh, a coach named coach Nick who lives out in San Diego and he was a Catholic priest. Now he's a tantric instructor and, and body worker. And what was really alive for him was like healing the pain, the trauma that like religion has caused for our community. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I want to do a series of sacred sex. And we do 12 videos and we shoot. So three videos a day for four days. He's like, seven of them, I want to be like reclaiming of the religious imagery around the sacraments, like the Catholic sacraments, Eucharist, holy orders, whatever, marriage. And then the other five videos, we can reimagine uh, popular Bible stories but eroticize oh, them yeah, and, and for people to see sexuality reclaimed in a spiritual context is really healing and, and beautiful. So we did like an Adam and Eve, but Adam and Steve story of like what it was like for the first, you know, like imagining them having sex for the first time. Yeah. That's already shot. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that in Vermont last summer um, and we did all seven sacraments and like, so those have been kind of coming out and, and it's, you know, but that was alive for him. Like okay. that was like it was alive. You know, so you gave him a lot of creative control for that. Yeah, but okay. but not every instructor is going to be able to like he he'll be like okay I want to do something on you know the sacrament of baptism, and there's still like there might not be a full story arc. Like he's not necessarily going to think from a storytelling perspective. Okay. So there's we we kind of get the framework and then we'll work with myself, the director will kind of get more people involved to shape each video mm-hmm. so that there is um, more of an arc. And then we'll start plugging in models. We find the location and, and a year later, then we're on set. <laughs> and then and we there start, you are. Yeah, and there we are. Wow. Yeah. Shoot. I'd, I'd be interested in that one because uh, I, I think I was actually reading a little bit about that one yesterday. Um, 
very important. I have a huge gripe with uh, my Catholicism, but you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's, it's, it's trauma. It's like yeah. religious fucking trauma. Yeah. We did a, um, sometimes we'll, we'll do behind the scene documentaries because it's, it's hard to communicate like how different these sets are and like what happens and how nourishing it is and the sense of community. So we've been doing more of this behind the scenes content. Mm-hmm. And on the front of Humorous TV, if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, there's a section which you don't have to be a member to watch them. It's like our full-length documentaries. Very nice. Um, They're at the bottom of the page. And there's one about Coach Nick and like his experience with Catholicism and why we're doing this. And we filmed some of the videos in a church with like stained glass windows. And it was was pretty cool. There's a lot of beautiful imagery that's involved with with Catholicism and Christianity and, and religion. It's just, it can be very toxic totally yeah Yeah. well and because like if you're having like i mentioned a full body orgasm earlier like if you're having a full body orgasm like that's an out of body that's a fucking religious Mm. experience like like you could see fucking like dead people when you're having a full body orgasm and it's no wonder that like catholicism that many organized religions wanted to separate us from that personal power by telling us that our genitals are wrong that anywhere that brings you pleasure anything that brings you pleasure is is naughty and bad and to experience shame because they want you to go to them for the power not realize that you have mm. it yourself so anyway that's that's another topic for another <laughs> yeah i know that <laughs> we can go into that for like the whole yeah. the whole podcast do you think a lot of your followers from YouTube have followed you to Himeros? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the only reason I've been able to do this is um, because people who had been watching my channel for 5, 10, 15 years um, were excited about this like next evolution in my journey. And when we first started, like our first videos were like two minutes long. Like we really didn't know what we were doing and finding that balance of like, well, what people want and it needs to be long enough to justify the price point. It was nice to have that initial following because they stuck with us. Mm-hmm. They were like, all right, yeah, like you'll figure this out. Here's my feedback. Work on it. Cool. You know, I'm hanging in there. Whereas like if they didn't have the relationship with me and I just offered this website and the videos were two minutes, like it would just have lasted a couple months, okay. you know? So I think I was in a unique position to be able to like try something different. Yeah. You know, in the industry, I saw the porn star bill of rights. Or the, um, would you explain a little bit about that and where it came from for you? Yeah. So we have a porn star bill of rights, and part of that is like if we were just asking mar- models to play parts, to be the the plumber or the pizza boy, like you know, some of that stuff becomes less important. But what we're asking people to do is to be vulnerable and to be authentic, and people aren't going to do that unless they feel safe. And that safety happens on a lot of different levels. Like part of it, yes, is, is the very obvious things like paying people like fairly. Right. But then like, there's the less obvious things like after our shoot where models have been on set and exploring things that maybe they haven't had the opportunity to explore in their own lives. We can't just throw them back into the world. So each model gets five uh, counseling sessions after they shoot with us and half of them, you know, we'll, we'll not use it. And then the other half do, it's kind of, it's optional, but mm-hmm. it's there if, if people need it. Um, and we work with this really great sex and intimacy coach named Finn Deerhart. Um, and he, you know, offers these sessions to the models and to help them kind of integrate some of the stuff that, that came up. Um, it's also means like a non-fetishization policy. Um, it means having the diversity of the crew 
of the models reflected in the crew, right? That like, if you're in an industry that has over and over and over again, objectified people that look like you for whatever reason that is, um, you know, and you go on set and you don't see anyone that looks like you, mm. like that's not, you're not going to trust them to tell your story. Right. So, um, so it happens on a lot of levels, but it's really about creating a safe space for the models. And it's not just, me being a nice person it's because like that's what is required by the content that we're we're getting you know like that like wesley would not have been crying and having full body orgasms if you know it was just some set where he didn't feel comfortable yeah. and he was worried that the, the the director was trying to sleep with him or that like it's yep so it's about safety how much of that was yours what do you mean the porn star bill of rights how much of that was your idea well, I wrote it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so, All right. So spirituality is absolutely important to you. Mm -hmm. um, how does, uh, what, what is, what is your background in it? In, in, spirit in spirituality? Like what, like, I, I know that you, you mentioned on the YouTube channel <clears throat> growing and exploring has spirituality always been there or is it something like as you've gotten older, you've, you've come to, I think I just use different words. Like I'm an atheist. Like okay. I, I was, I was raised Catholic, mm -hmm. like not my thing. You know, try to yeah, did it long enough. Not my thing. Um, but I think there's something beautiful in, in, in recognizing that we get one shot at this life. Um, I'm not counting on anything to happen after I die. So in the 80, 90, 100 years that I'm here, I'm gonna fucking like juice all the juice out of that orange. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna get every drop out. I think it in, inspires you to really live fully and to know that like we have beat the fucking like cosmic lottery to even be in yeah. existence. So like the idea of spending a second of that being anything less than authentic is just such a waste of time, you know, or, or to live for someone else's rules, like not going to happen. Right. And, um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of the philosophy and, and the approach I've taken in doing this website and, and, and in my, in my own life. Wow. It's, it's, not, it's not easy to get there. Well, it's also why the website is like, it's, it's brightly colored. Like it's, it's about taking things out of the shadows mm. and, and celebrating it. Like I wanted it to be about, um, a lot of people who've gone through religious backgrounds feel a tremendous amount of shame. And I wanted it to be about whatever the opposite of that was. I don't want to be like, this is, this is going to, you know, diminish your shame. No, this is about joy. This is taking your sex out of the shadows, bring it into light, celebrating it for as complex and fucked up and wonderful and beautiful as it is. Um, and, and that's, I think, when you start to tap into that joy around yourself. I think it resonates very, very well yeah. um, in, in the stuff that you do uh, and the person you are. Like yeah, I, I, you. you know, you, I, I, I tend to walk into these these interviews um, a lot of times when I don't know the person, so it can go either way. Um, but you you are huggy, you're you're cool. I like that. <laughs> you got good vibes, good bob. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. I don't <laughs> get out very much. Bob is uh, it's like a yoga term for like you know good energy and stuff. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> you mentioned um, the use of your cameras and your equipment and stuff. I understand the difference, but I would like to hear from you. Like when you have a model making God knows how much a month with their cell phone cameras, um, you still want to do this with cinematic cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Because, that, because that's what I, because that's what's beautiful. I want to make like content that I think 
that I'm proud of, okay. you know, and, and, um, I think using, you know, a hundred thousand dollar camera, which we don't own, by the way, we, you know, we rent them for different, mm-hmm. different shoots. Um, it also, not only do you capture sex in the most beautiful ways, like it, what feels worthy of seeing it like in a theater somewhere, but it also, I think elevates the experience for everyone who's involved. They're like, okay, like, I got to bring my A game. Like this is this is the real deal. Like they're not shooting this with some fucking iPhone. Like they've got like a scissor jib <laughs> and like there's like someone pulling focus and there's yeah. like, two people on camera and like all right, I'm going to bring my A game. Um and it's like why not film it in the most beautiful way possible? Sure, it's a little bit more work and it's more expensive, but like when you see those lens flares Do you have like, do you have a track? Sometimes we do, yeah. Yeah, Sometimes oh my god, do. that's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, we did a whole series though with the scissor jib that was like the camera just kind of like floats through space, and it's just like the most beautiful way of like seeing gay sex, and it's something new. It's something you haven't, yeah. you don't see a lot. Um, so for me, it feels worth it. Like I wouldn't be so personally invested if we were just kind of filming content True. that like didn't look great. Like I want people to say, "Wow," when they when they see something. When you look at Himero's TV, right? You're here. What? Outside of making content now, what what studios do you like? Or do you do you still have a, a healthy relationship with porn? Yeah, I still I still watch it. Yeah, yeah. What kind do you want to mention? Maybe a couple that you watch. Maybe. Uh... Yeah, I I like different things about different studios. It's funny. The last shoot that we did for the videos were parodies of popular um, porn studios, and it. it it wasn't really like so we did we did a parody of Sean Cody. Okay. Um and so it was like two models like sitting on the of course it's like film. I grew up with them too. Totally. Way, right. Like how could we not, right? Yeah. And of course it's like filmed with this like gorgeous camera and like the light streaming in and like the models are glowing. I'm like, okay, no Sean Cody movie was ever this beautiful. Yeah. But okay, whatever. We're gonna roll <laughs> Stationary with Stationary camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the um we had someone off camera pretending to be the director that, you know, there's always like the Sean Cody interview at the beginning, the off screen voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the two models sitting on the couch and one's really bro and the others, like a total queen. It was played by, um, glittery bottom. I don't know if you've ever seen no, him. I That's his not, like Twitter. I love it. Glittery he's, like, bottom. he's like, you can call me glit. <laughs> so, so the guy off screen is like, so yeah, like, um, you know, you guys are both uh both straight right and he's like straight like straight to his dick <laughs> like is this your is this your first time with a guy my first time today like and he just keeps femming yeah. it up the entire time and it and and he's like but you do know like we're we're shooting gay porn like like you have me here to take his dick like what are you talking like he's it's like a, a strong cody film that becomes like self-aware yeah you know um, and then we did another one and it was, it was a parody of guys in sweatpants and we had one of the trans models that we were working with and he had a, um, he had a, uh, like a packer mm-hmm. on his harness and, um, and he's being interviewed by the pool and then like he pulls the sweatpants down and he's like a trans guy that has a pussy and like, you know, and a, a harness. Yeah. Um, and so it was like so much of our porn it's making commentary it's not it's not so much to be like to mean or to piss on these studios but it's to like start this conversation about how like you know penis centric like you know our discussions around pleasure are and that like good sex has very little to do with like uh, 
a, a big dick or even a dick at all a mm. lot of times. Yeah. Um. So we kind of like used it as this like entry point, and it'll be kind of fun to see like how how those land. Yeah, I um I agree with you on that sense when it comes to uh, stimulation. Sometimes it's sometimes it's more cerebral and yeah. mental. Like yeah, you don't really. I've I've had sexual experiences where I don't I don't even want to come. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, it's you get the other person off right. by by doing or saying something or or telling a story. You know, um, do you do you have any fetishes um, or kinks or anything that you kind of like that you would want to share? Yeah, well, I, I that's, that's my way of asking you because I I was going to ask you is there anything about you that people might not know? <laughs> yeah, they, they know it all. I, yeah, I, I um I yeah I like pretty much what I like is try is like exploring like trying things that are different. Some stuff lands with me, some stuff doesn't. Mm-hmm. But like I like kind of the curiosity of like trying stuff. So um so mo- as long as it's not going to be painful or smell bad <laughs> yeah then like then i'll try i'll try it yeah that, that's a good way to put it <laughs> yeah 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 everybody knows where to find you on youtube do you have separate social media stuff for himeros tv yeah we do um and you know it's funny i think our instagram i don't manage it so i don't know what it is i think our instagram is himeros.tv i mean the best place to go is just himeros.tv mm-hmm. um and you can you know find our twitter or all the the information there or join the site and you know, and, and become part of this community of like-minded gay and bisexual men. Yeah. It's so weird. Cause I usually here uh, on the podcast, I'll put like the lower thirds to remind people, but I don't think people need to be reminded of who you are. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> you're, you're, this like, is, I've seen enough of her. It's, it's unconventional for me at this point now okay. too, because I'm like, wow, how am I going to do this? How am I <laughs> going to do that? You're also my, my season finale. I absolutely appreciate you coming out and doing this. Um, I've seen the stuff that you do in in other places in europe and i think it's important to bring that kind of uh erotic video to the states Mm -hmm. i don't think it's going to happen quickly like i think i because even our conversation when when we're talking about uh you know they didn't have full-on sex till three minutes we're so programmed to think how sex is when you're watching porn it's going to take a minute to to break people out of or deprogram people from that. But I, I really do hope it happens because there's nothing I would love more than to see not in a not in a vicious way or anything. But there's nothing I'd love more to see than just the d- dismantling of something that that's so that can be detrimental at times. Mm-hmm. So I think that what Hamerals TV stands for and how you're doing it. Absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. So I, I, I can't yeah. wait. I want to watch more of it. I'd love to see this. Uh, I haven't seen the. The Greek one? Mm-hmm. How long is the Greek? Um... We have the first uh, 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 scene out, which is Zeus. And the next one, I think, comes out in a week or two, which is Ari's. Ari's. Um, and then we'll release one every eight weeks or so for two years. <laughs> so really? going to stick around. Wow. Yeah, stick okay. Around. Yeah. And thank you for having yeah. me. And also congratulations on, on a great season. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, guys, this is Demystifying Gay Porn. You can find us on any podcast directory. We are on YouTube, uh, TikTok. Are you on TikTok? No. No? Oh, God. I can't. It's, it's another can't. world. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know. I know. But it's, it's very interesting. And, and you thought um, like YouTube was getting very hands me tales ish Well, I mean. TikTok's even worse. Yes, yeah, it is. It's, it's absolutely. <laughs> Instagram. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. And um, my guest this week, Davey Wavy with Himmerals TV. 
Uh, que grande. And if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. Uh, go check his out too. He'll help you get off. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.